0: What's going on, everybody? Unfortunately, we are not live tonight having some technical difficulties, but welcome into to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 286, KB coming at you from Underground Studios, and joining me on the voice line tonight, the man, the myth, the legend, my kick-ass co-host, Matt Castorino. What's going on, man?
1: Just living the dream, as usual.
0: Again, apologies for the technical difficulties for the live show. Um... You know, that's how the, the cookie crumbles. But without our amazing local sponsors, we wouldn't even have a show. So shout out to Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, which I will have their Black Friday sales for you in the middle of the show. Like I said, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated. Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our awesome friends at Tomahawk Shades doing the damn thing. The best in eyewear on the market. Two brothers on Long Island said, why are we going to drop, you know, an entire week's paycheck on a pair of sunglasses when we can make them ourselves for a fraction of the price? And that's exactly what they've been doing for years Tomahawk Shades right now their Black Friday sale is going on now. matt I don't know about you but this sounds like a pretty damn good deal to me. If you're not going to use our code, say you miss out on the Black Friday sale uh which our code USP at checkout gets you 25% off your order. The Black Friday sale Tomahawk Shades, buy 1 get 2 free. I I don't think there's there's too many sales right there that you can beat uh by getting 3 pairs of either blue light plus glasses or sunglasses for the price of one.
1: I mean, it's it's simple mathematics here, to be honest.
0: It's a no-brainer to get that deal of buy one, get two free. You use the code BFCM at checkout at TomahawkShades.com. Make sure you're styling and profiling all holiday season long with our friends at Tomahawk Shades and, of course, Support for Underground Sports Philadelphia is also brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents th- thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, when we tell you this is premium, we mean premium. Because, one, the battery is going to last you up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, and one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming? They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor, which I don't know, I might be able to carve up your turkey tomorrow uh, with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Guys, if you're listening, to us right now in your ear holes on your favorite podcast app, Matt and I want you to experience the Manscaped experience firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Manscaped's Black Friday sale is also going on right now, so if you want to take advantage of a great sale, head over to Manscaped.com/holiday and you're gonna get 25% off your entire order plus free shipping. It's taken off at checkout immediately. When you head to manscaped.com slash holiday or if you want to help the boys out, help out the underground sports Philadelphia team, you can still get 20% off in free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's right. You want to get the Black Friday sale? It's manscaped.com slash holiday. And then if you want to support the podcast, get 20% off in free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code USP or to get the black Friday sale. It's manscaped.com slash holiday. Matt, the Sixers have done uh, quite a bit in the past couple of days. And uh, most notably the draft has come and gone. And uh, the Sixers came away with a player that I don't think we expected to be on the board at number 21. Shout out to Mike Muscala for allowing that to happen. Daryl Morey felt the same way, uh, tweeting that Mike Muscala game-winning shot. But Tyrese Maxey is a Philadelphia 76er.
1: Yeah, I was uh, surprised in typical me fashion. Was not able to uh, to stay up because <laughs> the draft <laughs> just takes forever. Um, so when I woke up, saw that Tyrese Maxey was our selection. I was pleasantly surprised because, frankly, of all the guys projected to go in the lottery... I was least hopeful that he would drop to us just because I think his, his upside and his profile were so good that someone would probably take a chance on him before we got a swing at it. But, um, you know, we talked about some some guys that were available if, if they were still there at 21, that you probably just have to take a shot on them uh, just because of the upside. I didn't have him on that list because I thought he'd be gone already. But, yeah, he's absolutely a guy that, you know, he, when he falls to you, you take that chance on him and uh, he's an electric player. And seems like someone that's going to be able to come in and help fills the need for sure. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm really excited to have Tyrese on this team and uh, overall, like a really good draft by the Sixers. One of the, one of the best drafts that we've had in years actually.
0: Yeah. It, it was absolutely just like pick after pick just, it seemed to hit the mark on, on so many levels. And obviously last week we kicked off the show with the Al Horford news where we traded uh, pick 34 to Oklahoma City. But to get I, – I think the the funniest part of this whole thing where Tyrese Maxey falls to us is it's like we finally got one of these Kentucky players in a Sixers uniform because no matter what, it seemed like you know we would never get some of these top school kids in, into the Sixers organization just because of where they drafted or who they drafted. But now we, we finally got a, a guy that's like a dog – and he's a Kentucky guy, John Calipari, going on Twitter and and kind of giving his uh you know re- praise and wherewithal for Tyrese Maxey being uh the stud of a player that he is. And I I'm just super excited for him to fit into this team because I think he's the perfect fit for what they need.
1: Yeah, he's um like you said, I, I think the his like profile, his personality certainly fits with what you want from this team. Uh, someone who's going to come in and be energetic. You know, you, you've seen time and time again with all the highlights of him that he's not afraid of the big shots and the big moments, which I think, you know, that's that's a, a skill. You know, there's there's guys that aren't afraid to shy away. And, yeah, you know, it's not common for us to get these, like, blue-blood guys. I think, you know, really, Joel's the only guy in recent years that we've had that's, like, a, from a big kind of program. Um, and even then, you know, he was, he was hurt through his season, so we didn't get to see, like, these big moments. So it's nice to have someone that I think was – Kind a big on the national stage obviously didn't get to do march madness where he you know i think that's actually a lucky thing if if yeah. we had had that march madness tournament this is a guy that probably rises in value and in stock so he know, lots of things bounce our way between muscala and uh you know march madness obviously being canceled but yeah i think he's he's a great great pick um you know shooting isn't like the best i, I think if you look at it just from like the raw numbers it's not particularly inspiring but you look at his shooting form it's not like this guy's like hitches or he has some kind of weird release you know every scout is saying that um it's a very good chance that you know the the form is there and that it's just going to take you know some some work to get him to be a a more effective shooter but yeah that's going to come and uh, you watch him play defense as well you know he just looks so engaged all the time is going to fit in great. You know, we've talked so much about this second unit, especially with him and Matisse um, potentially being able to lock guys down and and how effective that can be. And yeah, it's good to also have a good rookie and and a younger guy too, that's going to be able to develop and grow. Um, It's a really really good spot to find yourself in.
0: And I think the, the promising thing about his shooting is that, you know, 29% from three isn't, you know, going to flash out at you. as like, wow, this guy can shoot. But I think, his free throw numbers prove that, like, there's room for improvement and he will improve on his three-point shooting because the shot is there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, free throw shooting is, is definitely something you want to take note of whenever you're trying to evaluate someone because that can be a good indicator for their future or it can be a bad one. You know, there's there's guys that maybe shoot below 70% that you look at and think that's not going to translate well, you know, to the, to the next step. But, you know, guys shooting above that, shooting above 80%, you know, you feel good that, you know, they're, they're going to be able to produce at some point. Um, And, and that's, that's where you see Tyrese Maxey at is that, you know, he's, he has that good free throw shooting. And again, you know, all all scouts, all guys that pay a lot of attention to this thing, you know, have noted on him that, you know, the form is good, that he's going to, he's going to be, you know, a good shooter. Is he going to be lights out? Is he going to be like someone like Seth Curry that we just signed? No, but this is a guy that I think is going to develop well I think it's it's also a, a low-pressure situation for him. He's going to come in and largely just be leading second units. Um, so it's not like he's going to be asked to do a ton. I think it's, it's, he's probably going to get to keep it pretty simple. Um, and that's going to be the best situation for him, I think. you know Someone that has uh, some work to do and, and some building to do, this is, I think, an ideal situation for him because um, it's really going to be low pressure, at least in terms of you know, what you're expecting him to to have as an output. Obviously high pressure in that he's going to a contender, but, you know, I think he's, he's going to have lots of time. He's going to have the ability to have the ball in his hands, um, which is good.
0: Where do you kind of see him fitting in, you know, throughout this roster now that we kind of have a semblance of what this team is going to look like? And you brought up, you know, the Sixers acquiring Seth Curry, and we'll get into some of the other acquisitions as well, but where do you see... Tyrese Maxey in your in your eyes you know being the the basketball guy here for us where do you see him kind of fitting in uh on this roster you know whether it's you know eventually being a starter or uh just kind of being like that that consistent you know six-man role player type I
1: mean he definitely has the ability to be a starter um right away though he's obviously going to be like second unit guy i think he's going to take a lot of what shake belton did last year i think those two are are pretty much competing for minutes at this point um but again you know you look at just his builds uh he has a, a pretty good wingspan for his height um and like we said the, the shooting numbers aren't fantastic but we expect them to improve uh, his two-point shooting is fine his free throw shooting at 83% is good Like he gets to the line, you know, almost four times a game. Like, this is a guy that I think pretty much immediately is going to be able to make at least some impact. Um, And yeah, so I I think from the very beginning, it's obviously going to be lots of second unit stuff. And, you know, the first few weeks of the season are going to be a lot of learning, I think, for everyone. We have to remember that it's a pretty much entirely new coaching staff. I mean, it's pretty much an entire new team again that we have to, that we have to, um, you'll get used to now and um, everyone's going to have to kind of meld together and that's going to be difficult with a a shortened preseason and all that. But yeah, I think, um, I I think he, he projects so well as like a future professional year. And um, obviously, you know, who knows what like the next four or five years look like, but this guy just turned 20. It's, it's an ideal situation to have someone that young um, that you can develop. And this is, this feels like a really, really strong pick for the Sixers and he, I, he could absolutely be a starter.
0: Yeah, I'm super, like, I feel like his energy just fits, and I mean, obviously the whole, uh, you know, trust the process type shirt that he was wearing in the gym and then on his first interview with the team, it was just, like, perfect, you know, just, it was meant to be. Were you shocked that Miami didn't take him? Because I felt as soon as Miami was on the clock, this is who they were going to take and just absolutely snake us again. I was stunned that Miami did not take Tyrese Maxey. I, I was,
1: but then, you know, they took Precious and that's not surprising because he is such a, like, oh, when I, when they made that pick, I was like, oh, he's such a heat player. Like that is just exactly who you'd expect them. And he's going to partner well, hopefully with, uh, with Bam or at least they're hoping. I don't really hope so. Um, yeah. And, you know, you looked at a lot of like mocks, especially had Tyrese Maxey if he dropped going to the heat. So I am, I am glad that they, uh, they skipped out on him. And like I said, I think we were pretty lucky to, to have him, um, you know, just fall to us like that it's it's great so yeah i think um i think he's he's fantastic and like you said he had the, the trust the process shirt on um seems like already like people are in love with him which is great and yeah he's gonna obviously come in and i think make a, a pretty good impact right off the right off the bounce honestly
0: what number do you expect him to wear because there i feel like this the type of player that he is, he's got to have like the perfect number. They can't just throw him one of those rookie numbers or just any old number. I feel like he needs a defined number. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. I could see him going for like a, a definitely a double digit type of deal, but um, I don't, I don't know what he would go for. To be honest, I know he wore three in college. Obviously can't be, <laughs> can't be doing that exactly. But um, yeah, maybe like 33, maybe channel some Covington. That'd be cool. But yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting idea. I'm not sure what he, he'll end up wearing.
0: And I saw somebody do an edit. That was just absolutely beautiful, but it was with the number two, and unfortunately number two is retired, so he can't wear number two either. Um, I wouldn't mind him wearing my number, number 11. He would look like a, an absolute beast for his position in that. Um, but 33 would be kind of dope too, kind of channeling that Robert Covington vibe.
1: Yes. So we'll see. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out in the next few weeks, if not like this week, uh, like roster numbers and all that.
0: And then uh, obviously pick 36 comes around and Shams drops the news that uh, it has been traded along with our boy Josh Richardson, no longer a sixer. We kind of expected it to happen. We just didn't know when and where. But Josh Richardson and pick 36 were traded to the Dallas Mavericks for... Seth Curry which I feel like Seth Curry has been a Philadelphia 76er rumored player for years now uh, and it's finally come true and now Doc Rivers gets to coach his son-in-law.
1: Yeah it's I again I, I didn't get to the chance to see our draft live I definitely wouldn't have made it to the second round so I woke up and I mean, immediately at 5:11 a.m., scrolled to see like what our draft picks ended up being. Um, so, saw, so obviously Tyrese Maxey, and then I was like, all right, what did we make any picks in the second round? I immediately saw 36 wasn't us. I was like, great, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I bet yeah. we sold that. Um, but then I, I saw that we traded that um, for Seth Curry, you know, sending Josh Churches in the other way, and thought, wow, that's such a great deal for us. I think it's, you know, it's kind of a rare win-win. You know, there's so many times you see trades, and people are very quick to. Try and pick like a winner and a loser. Um, and not every transaction is quite like that. But, you know, Dallas gets a good defender. You know, we'll miss Josh, and I think what he brought to this team. But, you know, just last year was such an awkward fit with so many of that starting five. And, you know, I don't think we were really willing to pay him beyond this year. Uh, so for Dallas, he's a good fit in that way. He's going to bring some defense. And, you know, we know Josh, he's a, a pretty good spot up shooter as well. Um, you can't ask him to t- too much ball handling, but he's not going to have to do that in Dallas. Um, and Seth is exactly what we need. We need someone with good shooting, create his own shot. Um, he's on a really good contract as well. Um, so we're going to have him for another few years, which is great. You know, it, it eliminates the Josh Richardson problem there. Um, and it, you know, costing it just a 36 pick isn't that big of a deal, especially when you still get, you know, the guy that you promised <laughs> later in the second the promise. round. Yeah, the promise. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I think it, it's, it's a really, really good deal, um, you know, and that was just, you know, the the second of a really good deal on that same night, you know, getting rid of Horford as well and getting Danny Green back. So immediately, you know, you're, you're thinking of of the positives of what this new starting lineup could look like with Danny Green and Seth Curry in the mix instead of, you know, Horford and uh, Josh Richardson. So I, I think altogether it's going to, it's going to be a much better fit. And I, I think, think we're talking ourselves into this team being good again. but,
0: <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, it, it feels like Daryl Morey just Thanos snapped everything that happened last off season in the blink of an eye.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that that didn't happen is the Tobias move, which I, you know, I said pretty much all summer that if you were going to get rid of one, I'd rather get rid of four. Mm -hmm. I think Tobias is at least productive in a way and isn't such an just an awkward, ugly fit. I actually think this this has been a great draft and kind of free agency period for Tobias because one, I think our biggest knock on him has been that he is being paid like a first option when he's actually our fourth or third. Um, and I think this is going to take some of the pressure off of him in that way. I think he's actually going to be a third or fourth option now. Um, I think he's going to, the, the spacing is going to be better, which is going to allow him to to shoot better or cut, which he likes to do. Um, you know, Ben was, we know such a, a great passer last year. Uh, you look at his, just his passes to, to three point rates last year, they're top of the league. Um, you had two very good shooters into that. That's, that's a recipe for success. And again, the fact that you, we only had to give up, you know, a, a lightly protected future first and the 36 pick to get off a bad contract and to get guys that will 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 do bits here that are, are good fits for for what this team needs. That's really really smart management. It does in a way feel like you left like an abusive ex and like you're just happy that they're like, you know, they like remembered your birthday or something. Like that's what this feels like. You know, like it, these are kind of no brainer moves um, that are being made that i think you know if you had asked anyone last year who were two free agents you would have been interested in danny green and seth curry were at the top of those lists i mean i was like pining for seth curry last year except he ended up getting a, a paid a little higher than we were able to uh, even offer him um so yeah to have them now and i think just a much better you know, flow of that of that starting five is so much better now um, i think this team has really been transformed over the last two three weeks
0: yeah and i mean you look at only giving up 36 and you give up an expiring contract in uh, Josh Richardson to get Seth Curry back, who's under contract through 2023, I believe. Uh, I I thought that deal was just like, it, it was so flawlessly and effortlessly done that only Daryl Morey is the type of guy in this organization that could have convinced anyone to say, we need to do this deal
1: yeah absolutely. You know like and this is this is why we're so excited to have him because of of deals like this and um just maximizing value. And you know every every guy that we either drafted or assigned so far is just efficient scores, which is what this team needs. I mean, it's just, and that's what's crazy about it. is it's not like he's you know pulling off great heists here. I think that all the trades that we've made so far make sense. Um, you know, they're not necessarily like great fleecings that we're pulling here. He's not pulling some like, magic he's just looking at what this team needs evaluating them and then going out and making making trades to get what this team needs I, it's he's not performing rocket science here which is you know the the best part you know it's just i don't want to diminish his work by calling it bare minimum but that's kind of what it is <laughs> he's, exactly. he's just i he's, he's i this is what a gm should be doing um but this is also what a lot of GMs don't do and, and we've seen that and his philosophy has always been too that if there's seven dumb gms out there then i'll always have a job uh and there is there's still seven (laughs) dumb gms out there um but yeah you know he he's so good at working on the margins and we know that i think the biggest skill that he was going to bring was that not necessarily you know everyone immediately thinking we're trading for harden i wasn't on that type of like wavelength with him it was more this is a guy that's going to be able to fill around this team as currently constructed better than anyone can, because he's just that good at finding value in players. And obviously we have to wait to see how this, this team plays out. You know, it's, it's great to look at on paper, just like last summer was, um, how the team actually plays is even more important, but this is, you know, I think we can all agree just a way, way better situation than we were in, you know,
0: coming into last year yeah and Seth Curry uh wearing the Mike Muscala Hollis Thompson Memorial number 31 jersey
1: he loved to see it <laughs> I miss me some Hollis Thompson I so, do miss Hollis. Under, under underrated process guy
0: also uh, and for a long time I feel like he was super underappreciated too just for the the time period we were in I think he was such a quality player for the process
1: Exactly. I I was always surprised, too, that um, he never got dealt to like a contender because I I think he was a guy that could have fit somewhere. But
0: shout out to Hollis Thompson.
1: Very entertaining player.
0: We love him. And then, uh, obviously, the the next pick, the Sixers, was at 49? That was the next pick, I believe. Whatever the pick was, it was uh, the pick that was promised. And uh, Isaiah Joe is indeed a Philadelphia 76er
1: yeah uh not super surprising
0: <laughs> considering <laughs> considering
1: all the the lead up and the uh the Sixers masks and all that I think the only surprising thing is that he was still there at 49 agree um you know I think
0: he's a guy that a lot of
1: teams were high on not just the Sixers um so I'm, I'm glad that that didn't come back to bite us and that we didn't have to maneuver to actually get him um yeah you know we we talked about him a little bit and, and what he has, he's a lights out shooter. And, you know, this is a guy that has a skill that's going to translate to the NBA, which is exactly what we need. And I'm very excited about that. You know, we have the chance here to have a second round pick actually, you know, make an impact on this team, which is, which is good. And I'm very excited for Isaiah Joe. It's a great name too. I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it fits really well, you know, just in the NBA alone, um, and this just proves to the Sixers, proves to Elton Brand, uh, that you don't need to promise people things because they'll be there on the board when you're ready to pick. And I saw the best uh draft night kind of tweet that said, uh, you know, Daryl Morey, you know, working the margins, making all these moves. And then uh, pick 49 rolls around and he turns his phone off and says, all right, Elton, make your fucking pick.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's in some way the way it went. Yeah, it's... um. Tell you what though, you know, Elton has has gotten himself in the hot water of the promising, but he's made you know last year and the year before with Landry and Matisse, he's gotten him right. So you know what, mm-hmm. we'll we'll let him keep doing. It. If this is that just turns out to be like Elton Brand's niche is just finding like late late in the draft guys that can come in and contribute, then let him do that. <laughs> you know that that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited uh, you know to have him on this team. Obviously, I think this is a guy that. I, I'm pretty high on in, in regards of being able to make the roster and actually contribute to this team, which is exciting.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the final pick comes around for the Sixers, and they get somebody that I'm, I'm pretty excited about going and watching You know him play and just the, the potential he might have. Obviously, he's probably going to start in the G League whenever the Sixers do end up signing him. But uh, B-Ball Paul from DePaul. Uh, very fitting that he went to DePaul with his name being Paul, but, uh, Paul Reed, I'm, I'm intrigued by the, the prospect that he is.
1: Yeah, he's, he definitely is a very interesting prospect. Um, kind of like a, a very modern looking big man, which is interesting. Uh, he's a good rim runner as well. Great defensive player too. um, I think he, he he's another guy that I think really could actually make this roster at some point. I think he's gonna have some work to do, and obviously it's hard <laughs> breaking into this. You know, starting five or getting any kind of rotational minutes. Um, but he you was know, six nine with a seven two wingspan, which is really really interesting. Um, you know, he's quick. You know, for his size, um, he's not like a, a lights out shooter. Like it's hard to find someone at his height that is. But you know, he's shooting 33% on 1.8 attempts. That's pretty good. Um, and you know he cuts to the rim effectively. I think he's he's got a good athletic ability. He's got a good touch. I think this is a guy that actually could you know if we see some development out of him, could be someone that we end up uh, getting some rotation out of. Um, and I, again, I, I think
0: he he could
1: potentially I, I see spots for him on this roster where he he absolutely could
0: fit in. Yeah, and uh, one of our young bulls, Richie Rivera, wrote like a uh, a blog piece about just the the draft recap and everything, and he said you know, going and watching some of the film, not that he's the same type of player, but just the skill sets. Paul Reed kind of reminds him of a, a little bit of Matisse Libel, where he has the strong defensive side, but his offensive side is still kind of growing and coming into its own, which I think is also pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, like Matisse, if he can um, kind of max out his efficiency in shooting and become like a more like, aggressive shooter that's where he's going to find a niche because he already has like a great like athletic build and a great body and he has like good defensive skills and tools um and he's shown some progress on shooting if he can continue to you know improve in that regard this is definitely a guy i think that you could be seeing on this roster and um you know it's 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 another good pick because i think there's some value there you can you can believe that this guy will give you something and what's great about it too is you know so often it feels like these would have been, uh, uh, this would have been a pick that we would have sold. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so to actually like take a flyer on a guy feels uh, great. Honestly, like it, it's 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 a great great place to find yourself in.
0: And he's got one of the best Twitter handles in the universe, with it being bball underscore paul. Yeah, like, it's just sensational. So overall, I mean, I'm super thrilled with everything the Sixers did top to bottom on draft night
1: yeah this is one of the best draft nights that i can remember how you know that's that stuff like the mb draft i mean it's just <laughs> a, it's it's fantastic in a lot of ways because i think it's just like you said you know, you start out the night with the horford trade and knowing that you're off that contract and you're adding uh, danny green to the mix is, is a good position to find yourself in Iris Maxey falling to you is fantastic. It's a it's a great value pick at 21. He's got a good chance of being a really good NBA player, and you get him that late in the draft. That's fantastic. You trade for Seth Curry at 36. You you move off Josh Richardson. Uh, you get your guy that you promised, and you you take a good flyer on another prospect. Like that's you know, f- from top down, just a fantastic draft night altogether. Um, a lot of good transactions, a lot of good picks and and deals. So. Um, I think you know you can walk out of that really really happy with what the Sixers did. They identified so many of their needs and, and actually went out and you f- were aggressive at getting them and fixing them.
0: Yeah, super thrilled. And then a couple uh you know draft casualties from the current roster. Uh, Norvell Pell and Mariel Shayok were both uh, released. So uh, th- I mean those were two guys that I think were. I don't want to say Norvell was like a tweener where he dominated in the G League, and I got an opportunity to watch both of those guys last year at Delaware, but uh, Shayok playing in the G League, it was like he was a superstar, and then coming up to the NBA, it was almost like he was in quicksand. Like he, It, it was so rapid fire for him from the transition from G League ball to the NBA. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he might end up if he ends up on another, you know, NBA roster. And I think Norvell's just downfall was just the amount of times that he would, you know, quickly foul and, and almost foul out of games almost instantly. Yeah. Tell, I think he was a really exciting player to watch. I actually really loved whenever he came in the
1: game mm-hmm. last year, it's going to be a miss. It's just, it's hard, with the way the roster is now. And, um, I think if, if he wasn't waived, it was uh, a one and a half million contract, um, it just sucks, you know, to, to see him kind of off the team. I, I think he, he could find a way to have a future in the NBA, though. I don't think he's, he's a lost cause by any means. Um, definitely has to reel in the fouls a little bit, but he's got great energy and a great motor. And I think, you know, ultimately, if he can just refine some of those skills, he'll find a place. And I would be happy for him because I, I think he every time I watched him was exciting and uh, he was kind of just a, a nice, bright spark and a, a pretty dim season at times and mm-hmm. Jack's kind of the same way um he's kind of a microwave scorer and we didn't get to see maybe as much of him as we would have liked you know like we did see with Pell at least in, in spurts um again yeah kind of a tweener guy where he was kind of dominating in the G League but not quite polished enough to to break into the NBA um and it's not like you know he didn't have any chances I think this team was crying out for someone like him and it never really happened so I'm not sure what the disconnect was there. Um, but yeah, another guy that I think, you know, could, could find a spot in the league as well. So, um, it sucks. You know, you, you don't ever want to see guys, you'll know, get waved and, and have to move on from them. Cause you kind of attach yourself to these guys. But I think both of them, given the work that they're, they're, they're not lost causes, I think could find places in the NBA somewhere.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, you know, quick turnaround, free agency got underway on Friday and, uh, You know, everybody pounding the table for Nerland's Noel to come back. I think I was in that group as well, but the Sixers end up going with one of Daryl Morey's old acquisitions, and uh, after he put out a tweet saying he was returning to the Lakers, Daryl Morey convinced him to leave Los Angeles for a second time in his career, and I don't think you or I would have ever expected to say this sentence, but Dwight Howard is a Philadelphia 76er. Yeah,
1: it feels like some kind of uh, alternate reality here. Um NBA champion Dwight Howard, yeah. by the way. <laughs> um yeah, I mean he's he's as good of a backup center as you're going to find. The fact that we got him on the vet minimum as well is pretty I, I don't really know how we convinced him of that exactly, but uh, I'm not going to complain either. Um obviously it would have been great to have Nerland's back, but Let's be honest. We know what Nerland is. He's a pretty limited player. We don't really need another just like solely defensive stalwart on this second unit. We need someone who has a little bit more of an all-around game, which Dwight does. Um, yeah, it's 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 great for us. I think it's it's a it's a really really good signing. Again, on the vet minimum, you you could do a lot worse, and um, we've been so starved. I think for for backup centers. You know, we we convinced ourselves obviously of Horford and like this kind of shuffling role. Um, like Kylo Quinn never really quite filled the way that we want him to, so it's great. It's great to find a uh, you know a signing like this, which is just going to help and actually, you know, we'll, we'll
0: have a, a usable backup five for once. Let's not forget about a Mia Johnson either. On the yeah. on the phone, um, but I I think the Dwight signings interesting. I mean, it's it's arguably Embiid's best backup he's ever had, and apparently Embiid was. You know, recruiting Dwight as soon as things with the Lakers fell through.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what happened with
0: the uh, the Lakers there. I I wonder if there was some like,
1: sliding doors where Nurkins was going to come here, and then I I don't know why exactly Dwight chose here because, you know, it's it's not like he's getting paid more here, um,
0: especially but. after he said he wanted to get paid because last year he essentially played for free, uh, but he got paid the vet minimum.
1: Yeah, I, we'll take it. I, <laughs> Apparently, I'm not gonna...
0: everything, I think it was Chris Haynes wrote it for Yahoo. Everything that kind of fell through with Dwight and the Lakers was because they were pursuing Dwight to bring him back and still trying to get Montrezl Harrell in at the same time. And knowing that they were going after Harrell, uh, Dwight knew that he wasn't going to have playing time, essentially. Yeah,
1: yeah, which which makes sense. Um, why he would move on from that, and maybe this is going to be kind of another audition year for him to try and get you know, maybe uh, you know, double his bunny. You know, in the next few years. But yeah, I mean, this is a guy that I think is going to be a really, really effective uh, backup center for us, and um, it's good, you know. And I mean, he brings literally championship, uh, you know, pedigree now, and you know, he's also going to have Danny Green with him. Two guys that just came off that Lakers team. Danny Green, two straight NBA champions. I'd love to for him to make it three <laughs> now. Um, but, yeah, you know, both those guys, I think, are going to add, add good value to this team.
0: And Dwight Howard uh, has already enrolled himself in the Bryce Harper Pandering to Philadelphia school, uh, taking uh, Pandering 101 because John Clark on Instagram from NBC Sports Philadelphia posted a picture of Dwight, I guess, in an interview he was doing with him with the caption, Dwight Howard believes this could be the Sixers' year because of how focused he sees Joel Embiid is. He says Joel has a fire inside him. Quote, they've all been hungry. They just didn't know how to win. Adding Danny Green and myself, we know what it takes to win. This could be the year. I don't see anybody beating us in a seven-game series. We have the talent to get out of the East and go to the finals. And then also adds, Ben Simmons is a young LeBron. I mean, yeah, it's all... (laughs) it's all very positive which is good you know uh, yeah
1: it's it's a breath of fresh air because i think myself included you know we were all pretty negative on this team and for lots of different reasons and so negative for some of those same reasons but um as far as roster construction and and just the way that this team is trending in terms of personnel is really really positive and and good Um, and yeah i mean i'm gonna gonna kick myself for saying this but of course we are a contender you know I, i think we were still in that way last year but you know our ceiling was as the season went on just kept getting lower and lower um this year though I, again i think you just look at these fits and they're so much better i think last year we really tried convincing ourselves that things were going to work and honestly I, I don't know how we did that because it feels like the writing on the wall should have been way more obvious but um you know i really do think that this team is going to be much much improved this year and it's it's going to not be immediate either so i'm I, I do worry a little bit about people getting uh upset after the first few weeks if we don't start you know 12 and 3 or something like that um because it's going to take a little bit of time and a little bit of growth you have so many new players so many new coaches again you're going to have kind of the shortened off season, but for me you know this team you think back the last few years when this team has been most successful and most exciting to go back like three years to like the 17-18 season when we had you know Covington and Sarge still on the team and um, obviously a lot of that excitement is because it was a breakthrough year and a lot of young players but you know that team is very similar to the build we have now where mm-hmm. you're just kind of surrounding Ben and Embiid with guys that can stretch the floor a little bit and play defense um, that's what we've added now and you know I, I think that's going to give us some, some good results and um, hopefully, leads to some really good on the court success.
0: And then it's it's not a splash signing. The contract is you know non guaranteed, but I was kind of surprised by it because uh, just his relationship with Brett Brown, I thought, is what brought him to the Sixers. But Ryan Brokoff is back on a non guaranteed deal.
1: Yeah, um, supposed to be in the bubble, but then uh, pulled out because of uh, family complications and stuff like that, which is totally understandable. Um, so it's cool. He's going to have another shot at this team. And um, he's going to obviously link up with the uh, the Southern Hemisphere gang with Ben Simmons. And, I mean, he's a good shooter. You know, it's the, the same kind of positive spin that we had when we were going to sign him uh, your last time. Uh, so it's a non-guaranteed, so he's going to have to kind of earn it. But um, he he definitely, like, could fill a role on this team. And, again, it's, it's another just efficient scorer. <laughs> it's another mm-hmm. just – smart signing that uh, that Daryl Morey's making.
0: And I think one of the nice things too, I think Sixers Adam brought it up on Twitter. The preseason rosters are expanded to 20 players. So it's an opportunity for the Sixers to bring guys in on these non-guaranteed contracts to see if they fit with the team. And if they do, you know, you bring them onto the actual 15 man roster and, you know, you make some maneuvers here and there. But I think that's also going to be a big plus for this team is to just, kind of have that extra roster space in the preseason to you know have some guys audition for this team yeah exactly
1: and there's still maybe like one or two moves to make um we don't know exactly what's happening with glenn robinson the third to this point yet i don't think he's signed anywhere and i think that could be another guy we we bring back this year depending on the price but he's yeah, sending overall, his contract
0: like, through uh carrier pigeon
1: yeah right it's he's he's old school i have to remember that um but, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you look at just the construction of this team now and um, we're in such a better place and uh, we've had such a good uh, free agency and, and draft so far that it's hard to not kind of fall in love with this team again a little bit.
0: And uh, an interesting, you know, development today from Mark Stein. Uh, he, he put a report out that rival teams around the NBA expect the Clippers to trade one former Sixer Lou Williams in an attempt to create a quote, fresh start environment. Obviously Lou Williams with the connections to doc rivers, uh, being a former Sixer, how would you feel about potentially making a trade for Lou Williams? It's a good
1: regular season move, but I think what this team, is probably looking at more is how can you maximize your, your, your playoff potential and Lou Williams just has not really gotten it done in the playoffs. And, I don't like attaching those tags too much to players, but there's enough sample size now to say that he just, for whatever reason, does not perform well, you know, once you, once you get to the playoffs. And ultimately, I, I don't know that it's worth it. If the price is low enough, then sure, you know, you can make a move, and he's similar to Seth Curry, and he's on a pretty manageable deal. Um, but I'm not, like, chomping at the bit for him. I You know, this isn't someone that I'm, like, pounding on the table for. Um, but, you know, if, if the price is right, I th- I think um I think you you can move for him, but you know we, we can't forget that he's a little bit on the older side, and defensively he'd be a little bit of a liability. Um, you know, we, you could say that maybe we have the ability to hide him a little bit, but you know he couldn't hide on a, a very strong Clippers team. You know, so I just think uh I think there there's probably better moves to be made, or or sometimes the best moves to not make one.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the rest of the Sixers roster. Um, the Phillies actually made a uh, a pretty quality signing, not a player, but they finally hired their pitching coach Caleb Cotton, former Major League pitcher, pitched for Joe Girardi back in 2015, and uh, had been with the Reds organization as their as one of their pitching coaches, uh, drive line guy, which makes a lot of sense for this Phillies team with Jason O'Chart being here. Um, Don't get your expectations up for Trevor Bauer because I don't see that happening. But this hiring is something that a smart team does. And if they're going to make a hire like this, they don't hire some lame duck, you know, GM or president of baseball operations, in my opinion. So let's hope, you know, that there is some sort of smart move for the front office on the way for the Phillies, because this is a smart move uh, for them to make at the pitching coach spot.
1: Yeah, and he, he's a young guy as well, which is cool. because He'll bring some, I think, good perspective to this team. Um, probably going to be a good kind of a player coach, if you want to call it, like someone that's going to be able to, to, I think, work well. And um, you know, I feel like we've had kind of older guys, which there's nothing wrong with necessarily, but I think there's there's also nothing wrong with looking at maybe someone that just recently played ball and probably has maybe a better understanding of. You know, the trials and tribulations of being a player today. And, and, you know, I think a lot of coaching is from interpersonal skills and from, you know, being able to mentally engage with guys. So I think it, it's a good hiring in that sense.
0: Yeah. And he, uh, when he spoke to the media, he said that he thinks the Phillies have three potential guys that could win a Cy Young in their careers. And I'm assuming that's Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler. And then I guess he's giving that high praise to uh, Zach Eflin. Which uh, I mean, this year I think alone, you and I were both impressed with what Zach Eflin was able to do. But I mean, I think that's extremely high praise for somebody coming into the organization from the outside and and watching a guy like Zach Eflin do what he does to say that he thinks he could win a Cy Young at some point. Yeah, it, and you know that's the kind of optimism you want, and you want a guy that's coming in and ready to, you know,
1: it's a cliche, but you know, kind of roll his sleeves up and get to work and clearly you know he's gonna say nice things about this team but that Mm -hmm. is high praise to have and and you don't just say that unless i I think you actually believe it obviously has that connection with joe Girardi as well which i think will help um you know and let's hope this doesn't become like the defense against the dark arch thing where it's like every year we have a, a new pitching coach and we're just trying it out
0: absolutely uh so good hiring by the phillies phillies fans should be happy about this hiring and let's just hope that uh You know, Theo watch continues, or some smart baseball operations move happens. Andy McPhail gets launched into the sun, and uh, we get a smart GM in here as well. Matt, unfortunately, the Philadelphia Union's extremely fun ride has come to an end. They lost to the New England Revolution on Tuesday 2 0. Uh, Not the best, you know, refereed game, I'd say, from uh, the looks of Twitter and just checking in on the game as well, but. Uh, one hell of a ride for the Philadelphia Union this season. Yeah, it's
1: a a tough loss to take, especially to a New England team. Um, hate losing to them uh, <laughs> in any sport, um, and it sucks too because you know we'd handle them so well so many times this season. We played them so so much, and obviously at home we had such a an outstanding record, but. <sighs> It's it's frustrating because you know Bruce Arena is such a talented coach for the, for New England and I think if you give him enough material to work with and enough tries he'll obviously get it done. Um, I think this is this is only gonna be worse though for this team because Jim Curtin I think already has this stigma about what he's like in big games and um, you losing so many like either finals or, or big playoff games or important ones. You know this 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 adds to a long list of hurt and it does make you wonder about kind of the some of the future of this team in a way um and i mean it was just it was just a bad game all around the the midfield which has been so so good this year just looked completely lost last night and um, that's the most frustrating part is, is those have been so dependable for us and man it just uh, it was all around a really, really bad performance. And obviously the the way these playoffs work, it's one and done, you know, so you don't get a chance to kind of make up for that bad night. And, um, you know, you kind of now just have to, to sit with this until March.
0: And it's such a bummer that that was the final time. We'll see Brendan Aronson in a Philadelphia Union uniform too.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bummer because you would have loved to at least, you know, have a little bit of a run. And, and obviously have the chance to, to win even more silverware before he leaves but um, you know you, you have to trust this team as, as a process here and, and we're going to continue on that way and um, even without Brendan Aronson and potentially more next season you know this team is in, in a, a good position moving forward um, still some young players to see you know develop and grow so in that regard at least you can sell yourself on the future here and um, you know hope that you know, this team can improve in some meaningful ways and that when it gets to these big games, it, they lose this this crisis of confidence almost where, where they just look very lost in some of these. We saw it even against Portland um, back with the MLS's back tournament where they just let some of these bigger moments get to them, it seems like. And, um, yeah, you know, you, you hope that that changes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, some unfortunate news in the soccer world as well today. Uh, one of the goats, Diego Maradona, passed away at the age of 60.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shocking news for sure. He was in bad health recently, but um, I don't think you ever expect something like this. Um, Obviously before our time, but you know, when you, <laughs> when you look at his highlights, you, you listen to people talk about him, you read about him, just a fantastic player and definitely one of a kind in lots of ways. So it's a, it's a big loss for sure. Um, You know, it, it, it sucks to see someone like that we So, really like such a great ambassador for the game too. You know, he's, he's had so many games and he's always kind of a, a highlight reel just as a spectator. So, but that's just, that's the person that he was.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, we're going to wrap tonight's show with some fun Thanksgiving themed content. And, uh, since a lot of stuff is going on in the NBA, uh, one thing we also didn't touch on since he's not going to the Bucks. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is still coming to the East. He's gone to the Hawks.
1: Yeah. Uh, quite the drama with you know everything <laughs> happening with the the sign and trade and uh, it eventually getting canned and now yeah going to Atlanta. And Atlanta's built a, a pretty interesting looking team. I think they're going to be another. You know when you talk about how much. Um, You know, our division has improved. You talk about how much the East has improved. That's another team that you expect to get out of the basement now. And um, I think they made some really, really smart moves that I actually really like quite a bit. And, um, yeah, it's going to be another team you're going to have to contend with. And the East is just continuing to grow and get more difficult.
0: Yeah, it's an absolute uh, bloodbath in the East. And uh, we're going to have some fun with some NBA inspired uh, Thanksgiving content. Matt and I are going to build our Thanksgiving starting five uh, when it comes to Thanksgiving foods in an NBA lineup way. Uh, Matt, I'll give you first dibs on building your starting five.
1: Well, you know, I I think every meal needs a great protein. And I think I love turkey. I think turkey is great. I have no issue with turkey. But I think the superior, like, holiday meal meat is ham i'm just a a big big fan of the spiral ham so that's what i would in my ideal thanksgiving lineup it would be ham instead of turkey um i'm a big sweet potato fan you gotta have those at the table for me at least and sweet potatoes sliding in as well i'm also quite a big fan of mashed potatoes i mean jesus like it's the best um And then stuffing and cranberry sauce round that out. And I don't know if this is a sin or not, if this is this is fair, but I'm putting pumpkin pie in that starting lineup as well because pumpkin pie is one of the highlights of the fall season. That's that's on every list for me. It's it's non-negotiable. I need I need to have pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving, or it's not Thanksgiving. Um the great things is Going to multiple Thanksgiving dinners and getting multiple servings of pumpkin pie. It's one of my favorite things. Unfortunately, not going to be happening this year, but um, that is my lineup.
0: So uh, my starting lineup, I am a bit – see, a friend of the show, John Barchard, brings up a fantastic point every single Thanksgiving. There's no such thing as bad turkey. There's bad cooks. Uh, So I have no problems with turkey. If you know how to cook a bird and can get it done the right way, uh sign me up for some turkey. Uh I do love me some turkey legs as well. So we'll put those on the plate. Uh mashed potatoes with gravy has to be in your starting five if it's not you're doing Thanksgiving the wrong way. Cranberry sauce is definitely in there and not that sliced stuff. It's got to be the real cranberry sauce. Um I'm a big proponent of something that my mom does. It's not casserole style but it is green beans with uh sliced up almonds in them. It's a bit of That's a wild good. card, but if it's done right and and paired properly, it is uh it's a sensational piece to your lineup. And then uh the dessert part of my starting five, I, I'm going cherry pie with uh to round things out. So, I think both of us would uh kind of, you know, wrapping it all together. Both of our line would bring everything to the table for Thanksgiving
1: absolutely i can't can't have any complaints can't have any complaints about what she said honestly I don't, I don't want people to think i'm a turkey hater but given the option it's ham all day for me but turkey's great too what i love about thanksgiving is just all the foods mix so perfectly together i'm a big um i'm a big throw it all in a bowl and just mix it together type of person that's just Agreed. how i like to eat most of my meals and thanksgiving is just like the ideal mixture of, of foods in a, in a big bowl, which I like.
0: And I think the ultimate Thanksgiving sixth man is the Pillsbury rolls.
1: Oh yeah. You gotta have, you gotta have rolls on deck. Of course.
0: Like they're there for everything. And we'll take home the sixth man of the year award every single time. No doubt about it. Uh, and then some fun, uh, facts since we do have our streaming platform podcast pumping out a ton of content right now. Uh, Thanksgiving movie, 1987, on this day, as we record this on November 25th, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles made its debut on this day.
1: Wow. Thank you for that enjoyable fact.
0: Sensational episode. Thank you guys for uh, all the support. Would not be possible without our incredible listeners and followers. And if you want to get on, on the Twitter action and the Instagram action, and stay up to date with everything we're doing. Follow us on social, at Underground PHI. You can follow Matt on Twitter, at Matt Castorino. You can follow me on Twitter, at KBIZZL311. And make sure you guys check out the website as well, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. Ton of written content on there. You can check out Richie's breakdown of the Sixers draft and everything top to bottom that Daryl Morey did in his eyes. And then uh, today we had a blog go up from our boy Harrison, Harry the K, uh, previewing this week. You know, it it's such a nice treat too, Matt, because of the way Disney Plus does this. We get The Mandalorian, potentially one of the best Star Wars, uh, you know, events, crossover events in the history of the franchise happening the day after Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed The Mandalorian so far. It's It's good. It's good TV. That's for sure. Um, and, I, and I think it's it's definitely one of the best things to watch right now for sure. And I, I like that it's it's not in the binge style, you know, where you just mm-hmm. you know cruise through a season in a day and a half. Like you kind of have to wait a week. Like it's, it's a little bit old school, I guess, like that, which is nice. Yeah, really liking the old Mando.
0: Yeah, So Harrison put up a blog, kind of his expectations, because a lot of people expecting a big reveal of a character. Uh, in the next episode so make sure you guys check that out at undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app apple podcast drop a five-star rating and review let us know how you're feeling about the sixers post-draft about some of these free agent signings uh how you're feeling about you know the philadelphia union season coming to an end and uh anything in between yell about the eagles but leave a five-star rating and review five stars only because we have standards and we know you do too And you can check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, radio.com. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, we'll be back later on in the week, you know, talking about whatever may go down with this Eagles team, Monday Night Football. We'll have a new Eagles Enemies episode out uh, later this week as well with my man Michael Dugar from The Athletic Seattle. And... uh, lots of lots of stuff coming your way, so make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that and uh any final thoughts, Matt, as we are heading into thanksgiving weekend
1: uh wash your hands, don't be having crazy thanksgiving dinners, wear your mask, be nice to other people all the usual
0: absolutely and uh we should have an announcement for you guys uh within the next you know thirty six ish hours about uh our new merch store. So stay tuned for that. That's why you gotta follow us on social media at Underground PHI. And uh big shout out to our amazing sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Dusharms Pro Foot. And I have their Black Friday sales for you officially. Dusharms rocking it out if you're in the South Jersey area and need to get some Black Friday shopping done for the people in your life. They've got uh they've got some tasty treat uh Black Friday sales going on and they will run the entire month of November. So the rest of this month, uh, it's not just exclusive to Friday. Uh, if I can pull them up here, I will. Phone decided to not work. And there we go. So, charms, Black Friday sale, all sne- all wall sneakers, 10% off. All Adidas sneakers, 20% off daydreamer junk food and main eight brand 40% off all team apparel apparel and hats 20% off Jordan Craig 30% off stance 20% off VHS violent high school got a rep uh, for the Dan Russo show and the violent football team 30% off Uh, if you spend $200 you get a free stocking spend $150 free stance Christmas socks Uh, All the deals will run until the end of November and while supplies last. So check out our friends at Doucheram's Pro Foot. They are open Black Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And if you do go out Black Friday shopping, do it smart. Be safe. Don't be silly. Uh, And, of course, show also brought to you by our friends at Security21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center. Of Vineland. And, of course, the homies at Tomahawk Shades, like we said, their Black Friday sale going on right now. You don't want to miss it. It's, it's a sale that just makes way too much sense to not take advantage of. Buy one, get two free with the code BFCM at checkout. And if you want to continue to support the podcast, use our promo code if you miss out on the Black Friday sale, promo code USP gets you 25% off your order at checkout. And right now, free shipping on all domestic orders at tomahawkshades.com. And then our friends over at Manscaped, best in men's below-the-waist grooming right now, manscaped.com slash holiday takes you to their Black Friday sale page to get 25% off and free shipping. And if you decide to use our code this holiday season, it's promo code USP, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 286. For Matt, I'm KB. We are signing off. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace.